Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I am so excited, as always. I know I say that every week, but I am truly so excited to be here with you all live. If you're listening on podcasts, I'm loving being with you here on the podcast as well. For those of you watching us live, because I do do this with video um, live on all the social media platforms, and then we go to podcast as well. You're going to get to see my wonderful guests and me visually. And for those who can see, you'll see that my hand is out of that flipper that I've been wearing for the last eight weeks. It's still swollen. I'm still having trouble with it, but um, it's just so freeing to be out of something that was restricting my movement to make sure that I would heal. And I've just really been exploring this whole idea of what it meant to not be able to use my hand since I am a righty and how I've learned to adjust to it. But I also realized there was a lot of trauma associated in that hand, which makes it even more interesting that my guest that I have today, who I met at Steve Ulsher's Virtual New Media Summit, where I was an icon of influence, she pitched and I just loved her. And she had such amazing energy and presence. But beyond that, she just spoke to my heart that I knew I needed to have her on the show today. She's not my usual guest, but she is something that every entrepreneur, every human being on the planet should be thinking about how you move and how you think and what's going on inside your body. She is the author and creator of the Body Logo System. Tammy Wise is my guest, and she wrote this book that I did read through the entire thing, The Art of Strength, Sculpt the Body, Train the Mind. And um, it's hard to hold up with one hand because this book is so thick. Tammy, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could be here today. Thank you so much for having me. And and you're a fellow New Yorker out of Manhattan and all that great stuff, a Broadway dancer, um, a a Tao minister. Uh, I mean, I I love that. I remember reading the, what was it, the Tao of Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, when I was a young girl. And, And that was something nobody really thought of before, this whole mind, body, and spiritual aspect of how all of that really comes together to help your body and your being be all that you can be. So I want to thank you for coming here today and and for sending me a copy of your book because not even doing the exercises, just reading about <laughs> the exercises began transforming me mm-hmm. and bringing up so much emotion. So I'd like to start my listeners off with this idea of um, you're, you're the founder of Body Logos. Uh, I'll put that up on the bottom here, bodylogos.com. And people can get some wonderful free materials um, after the show is over from you. But how did you end up developing them? I mean, you were a well-known Broadway dancer. I mean, you did a lot of stuff on Broadway. <laughs> How did this develop? 
Well, it actually developed way before Broadway, and it developed um, before I even started dance. It was the motivation that brought me to dance. So when I was quite young, between the ages of 10 and 13, I was sexually abused by my father regularly. And it was a secret for 40 years. And the way I got through those years was when these events happened, I would be just this curled up tension ball in my bed. And then I would just, boom, disassociate out of my body. And I'd be, what it felt like was my posture, my energy body would stretch between earth and sky. And I felt in alignment precisely with gravity which I have now taken on as my relationship with gravity being a spiritual relationship. And I do think that it is something we all, all living beings have in common is our relationship with gravity. So I don't know what could be more spiritual than that. So when I was in this alignment, I would feel like I belonged, like I was important, like I was integral to the whole. And I felt strong and I felt safe. But then when I would snap back into my tension-based body, all of that disappeared. I didn't feel like I was worth protecting. I didn't feel important. I felt afraid. I felt certainly not in my power. And so I wanted to learn how to be in that altered reality on purpose in my reality. So I started ballet classes because I knew it was centered in posture. So ballet became my link to learning how to stand in that precise alignment that I learned in that altered state. When I was a little girl, I wanted to learn ballet because I just thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world, how both female and male ballet people held themselves and how they just seemed to kind of float through the world. Um, I never really thought of it from that tension, not tension in the body or, or even from posture other than they had the most impeccable posture. But to me, it seemed like they could control every single muscle in their body. Yeah. And, and choose to place like their foot one muscle at a time. And it was the most glorious thing, but you've taken it to another level. Yes. Yes, I have. And I was never really inspired to be a professional dancer until later, until I got good at it. You know, like when you're good at something, you want to do it more. Right. <laughs> so the more I learned, the better I got as a dancer. And fresh out of high school, when I was 19 years old, I landed in a chorus line um, in my first Broadway show. So I, I was just um, very lucky, I think, that I had a very strong passion for posture. I mean, really, the art of strength is all about posture. And I just use strength training to challenge that posture into balance. Because what a, what a dancer has is the ability to both ground 
to the earth and elevate and elongate towards the sky. That's why they look like they're floating because they stretch in both directions, not one direction. And so that's what keeps your alignment like an arrow that cuts through gravity so that you feel like the striving nature in you is just elevating and gravity is just showing you the way up. So gravity doesn't just keep your feet on the ground. It actually beckons you to rise up into what you're here to do, I believe. I, I grew up watching Mikhail Baryshnikov and the American Ballet Theater and um, just have always loved dance. My parents always loved dance and getting to see Baryshnikov in Manhattan was really amazing. And the other night, um, the movie White Nights was on oh, with yeah. Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. Yep. And as you were just talking where you talked about with ballet, you're grounded, but you're lifted up. It really came to me with what you're just saying, because when you watch Gregory Hines dance, who's th just was a stunning tap phenomenal. dancer. Yeah, phenomenal. But when he danced, he didn't lift. He, you know, most of the tap dancers tend to have more of a hunched posture. And what their legs do is crazy amazing. And he would be dancing next to um, Barishnikov, who seemed like there was a string pulling him up to the sky. And even when he leapt into the air, I remember him hitting the chandelier in the White House when he performed. He seemed rooted to the earth, but yet flying free like an eagle. Yeah. I, that to me is, when I read through your book, I felt like you wanted to give everybody this ability to be grounded yet fly. Yep. Yep. And for some of us who have gone through a lot of trauma, it seems like you can never fly. You're just so heavy. Mm -hmm. How is it possible to let go of that, to shift through those things? Tammy, you've yeah. been through such amazing things in your life, you know, mm -hmm. being abused and just having a life as a professional dancer. That yeah. is a lot of rejection. Body. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's a lot of do over, do over. <laughs> right. And, and then, you know, you bring in this spiritual element to it, the, the Tao, T-A-O for people, T-A-O. Um, and you went and became a, a minister of this work that that's not something most people do. Mm -hmm. why become a spiritual minister as well? Well, you know, when I was dancing, when I was in the bus and truck of a chorus line, so when you dance and you're always working, you travel a bit because there's just a few jobs in New York City. So you like, when you get one of those, you just hang on to that for a while because most of the jobs are taking you out of, out of your home. So anyway, I'm on, I'm on a bus and truck tour for a chorus line, and one of the older participants or members of the, of the troupe, she didn't seem very happy. And as I watched her, uh, she kind of resented being on the road. And I just thought I was just having the time of my life. I was so happy. I got out of the home I didn't want to be in. So I was thrilled, but she wasn't. And I said to myself, when I see myself look like that, 
it's time to leave show business. That's going to be my clue that it's time. So it was probably my mid-30s, maybe a little before 35, maybe 32, 33. I started to understand. I didn't quite look like her, but I understood what she was feeling. And it is that start over, start over, start over piece where as a dancer, you don't necessarily feel like you're climbing. You feel like you're just always starting over again. If you're not like, if your intentions are not to be an actress, which mine was not, I was never very, um, I was always typecast if I had lines, but I really preferred dance companies. I just wanted to dance. I didn't really want to talk. Like I'd held a secret my whole life. I didn't like talking and I certainly didn't like lying. And that's what acting felt like to me. It didn't <laughs> feel like pretending. It just felt like lying. It wasn't my thing. So when um, I started to feel that or understand that, um, sadness that I saw in this woman, I decided it was time to start thinking of what came next. And so I went to Amory Colbin's cooking school because I was fascinated with energy. That was always what kept me going was this wanting to learn as much about energy as possible. And so I, I thought, well, energy, nutrition, maybe that's what I'm interested in. So anyway, while I was there, I took this weekend course with a guy who had his own school called the School of Classical Taoist Herbology. And it was, a, it was a weekend course on herbs, Chinese herbs. And I went, oh my God, this is like high nutrition, low bulk. This is totally energizing. This is cool. I transferred to his school and became a full-time student and um, ended up going, at one point he said, you could go for your ministry if you wanted to. You have gained enough knowledge now around Tao that you could step into that arena if you wanted to. It was not my intention to go there, but my interest in everything it represented was so high that somebody else told me I should probably do that. <laughs> and he had this conversation with two of us. And the other person was um, a very religious, orthodox Jewish woman. And um, she had no interest in becoming a Tao minister. She liked the healing arts, but as far as taking it on as her spiritual practice, it was not her thing. But for me, Tao gave me the language of what I learned to do in my body to be in that altered reality. The theory of yin and yang, the five element theory, the fact that we're a microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe, all of these guiding principles in all of the healing arts of Tao all made absolute and total sense to me. I felt like I was suddenly in the family I should have been born into. So I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And I was in seminary for four years, took a fifth year to do the writing. And the our, my thesis, which they call your statement of purpose, which is how you intend to bring Tao into the world at large, is the art of strength, sculpt the body, train the mind. The Body Logos Method is my Tao ministry. It's how I intend to bring Tao into the world in a very practical way. As I was reading through it, I could sense the spiritual aspect to it. But at the same time, because, you know, I try to read things like this from many, many different perspectives because of my listeners. And because I'm just that kind of person, I like to see all different sides of things. I didn't feel... 
I felt like it was an underlying theme throughout everything, the spiritual aspect of it. But it wasn't put in such a way that if somebody, say, was Orthodox Jewish or Evangelical Christian or Muslim or something like that, that they couldn't take advantage of it. Now, I do know several people in my life that would never touch the book because you do talk about Tao in here and it just, they just can't go past their belief system. And that is totally fine Mm -hmm. for them. And Mm -hmm. it's totally fine. Um, What got, I I was thinking of something on page in the intro section that I really, God, there was so much. I wrote so many notes about everything (laughs) in here. Oh my God. It was just so powerful for me. Anyway, there's something that you talked about in here about the emotional component of pain. And I've heard this from some other people before, but for whatever reason, when I was reading through one of the exercises in the book, and it was on um, page XVII, I mean, that's how early it started to hit me in the book. And it was the, um, it, it was this exercise about curling in and things like that and, and breath and stuff. And the other day I was sitting in my house and I was doing a whole bunch of stuff that I needed to get done. And I felt like I wanted to explode out of my body. And at the same time that I felt like I wanted to explode out of my body, I felt like I was wrapped up in this force that I couldn't break out of. And it was such an overwhelming feeling and I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do, but I felt like I was so tired of being constricted, but I didn't know how to get out of it. And I hadn't read through certain sections of your book yet at that point. And I opened up a bottle of Prosecco, which is not something that I normally do. (laughs) I I can't remember the last time I I had a cocktail and I don't really like to drink alone either. You know what I mean? But I always have stuff on hand from pre-COVID from when somebody, you know, might come by. And Prosecco to me is just a celebratory kind of thing. So I opened it up and I had a glass And all of a sudden, this tight, tight constriction that I felt inside my chest began to just release and to open. And as I was thinking about what was going on, I'm like, the Prosecco somehow unlocked something and allowed something to relax. Now, I knew at the time that Prosecco was not the best way (laughs) (laughs) to get to this feeling. And then as I read through your book, there was an exercise designed to help you release those, those bounds that have you like all tied up. How the heck, Tammy, do you get there? I mean, I am just thinking of all of my listeners right now that have just been dealing with COVID that have been, just think of all of uh, your Broadway friends. I was reading an article today about the Metropolitan Opera musicians. You know, they're selling their equipment, their instruments, because they can't afford 
yep. to pay their mortgages. So they're having to sell these precious things. Everybody's feeling so bound up, so constricted. And then there's other ones that are just like, oh, it's nothing. It's no big deal. But that's not the majority of the world. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you say to them, Tammy? How do you help? Yeah. Well... Without that's, that's a loaded without. question, right? That's loaded. There's a lot of layers. It's totally loaded, but I'm trying to get the emotion of it. Yeah. So <laughs> let me I, let me explain first the first part of it. Like, what is the emotional pain? Like, like yeah. what exactly is happening there? So um, when something happens, whether it's trauma or just disappointment, we have two things that happen. One thing is we have a physical reaction, which is tension based. And we have an emotional decision, which is belief-based. And we make a decision about something that happened right there. And we tend to live by this fairly unconsciously. And it lives in cahoots with that tension pattern that you just created. So to create change in that belief or the tension pattern, you need to unhook the two. Because the emotion of the story is trapped in the soft tissues of your body, while the belief is more cerebral and it's in your mind, in your brain. So you want to try to get the mind and body to dialogue together about this situation to create the change. So the emotional pain is your tension story acting out, getting triggered by something that's happening in real life. So maybe the lockdown of COVID is triggering you from something that happened earlier on. So you feel it more dramatically than maybe somebody else who doesn't have that background. So, you know, the nature of some people feeling it more than others. Yes, some people's jobs are more affected. Some people have children, some people don't. the, The different kinds of pressures are different as well. But the, your history is also a piece of that, a part of what makes it more or less extreme. Now, you know, the Prosecco celebration, <laughs> that was um, a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. It's, it's just amazing how, like, I think you're right. I don't think you want to use alcohol as your only way to get to that place. But there is a place for alcohol in a small dose. You didn't have to drink a lot to get there. And if you drink too much, you lose that quality. Yeah, but you do. That, right? So that, that's, that glass of Prosecco just unwinds the mind enough for you to slow down and have a little space between your thoughts, a little space between your bones, a little space between your muscles, so that this unraveling can start to happen. Now, what happened in your case, it was all around your chest. You, you implied it was mostly around your chest. What I call in the uh, Body Logo Psyche Muscular Blueprint is which is like your emotional story and where it lives in your body, your chest muscles are what shape your heart center. And so this is the the seat of your emotions. I call it your smile of truth. Now, it is, it is the opposite of your smile of pleasantry, which many of us will put on to make our way through life. We put on this smile of pleasantry. Oh, I'm fine. And you know, especially those that are hurting the most can often be the most stoic and be able to just stand up over it and have a posture that's a little bit more soldier based. 
It's riddled with tension. It's aligned, but it's certainly not Baryshnikov, is it? It's riddled with tension. They are nailed to the ground. Now, my posture has that perfection or that precise alignment of your energy centers with gravity. But because there's a, a grounding from your center of gravity and your low abdomen down as well as an upward rise, there's a slight stretch that's always happening. So it's, I would call it like a yawn. It's not effortful, like the, like the soldier at attention. It's, it's even more relaxed than when a soldier is at ease. <laughs> It's, it's more floaty than that because you allow the stretch to happen. It's like a yawn. You let your body yawn. And when you're absolutely precisely aligned with gravity and you let that yawn happen in your body, it's not that your tension story necessarily goes away like that. But in an instant, you can just not have your attention on it. You, you, what happens specifically is you have your physical body and then you have your energy body that's around that. Think of it like a, maybe a round aura or something that's around you. If you can stretch the energy of your alignment beyond your aura, you can then be a witness looking at yourself in your present situation as well as being in it. So you're both out of it and in it at the same time. You become your own therapist, so to speak, because you can be neutral. The witness is completely neutral, not in feel with the trauma, but in feel with your relationship with source. You call it whatever you want from whatever religion you're from. I'll just call it source. Right. So when you're aligned with source, you're in a much grander perception. And that, that smaller irritant that's inside your energy body isn't out there. So you're free of it for a moment. You can witness it without being in it. And that's the freedom that you felt when you just expanded a little bit from that Prosecco. You got freed from the compression of it. And it just started its, its surrendering outward, right? But like when, you're, when you've been living with, with trauma, it's like your body can feel like cement, and that has to break down into rocks and then break into pebbles and then break into sand. And then it can start to be fluid and move into, into a freedom um, from the story. So it is a process that happens. And, but every layer you feel a little more free and a little more free. But when you are in that stretch and can be the witness, it is a sensation of... Um, Self-love, it really, like when you're out there, you are in love, watching out for yourself. Yeah, it's a, a beautiful way of doing it. I know we're going to do an exercise called the three breath reset for my listeners. Mm -hmm. What started coming up for me when you were talking, because you said about the sitting above and kind of watching, well, what I realized after the glass of Prosecco was why I was feeling so constricted and upset 
was because with everybody getting vaccines, people are getting beginning to get back out. Now, granted, here in Florida, there's way too many spring breakers that don't have vaccines that are going out like insane, right? Like they did last year when COVID was just starting. But because of my sound-induced vertigo and my ear injury, even with the shot, I can't go back out because noise can literally drop me to my knees and that hasn't been resolved yet. But everybody else was beginning to step out. So I was, that's why it hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to all throughout COVID, I was just like, Hey, you know, this is no different for me for two years pre COVID. I was trapped in my house anyway. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, but now all these other people are going back out and it reminded me of, well, I'm not just free to go. Mm-hmm. So that was really fascinating. What you were just talking about brought all that back to me because I, the Prosecco began to get me to think about it. But as you were talking, it, it came right back in yeah. as to that's what was going on for me. Yep. So I was very happy reading through the book because there were several exercises mm-hmm. with breath and some movement things that I could do to sort of process through some of that as well. Yeah. Much easier with somebody guiding you through it though. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I have a free gift for your listeners um, at my site that's called Surrender Tension in Eight Minutes. And it's one of the videos because the book has 15 3D videos that um, are part of the process. And um, they're not the strength training, traditional strength training. It's um, kind of before you even get to the traditional strength training, they're really posture based. And what this video gift will help you with is surrendering tension in eight minutes and following the weight of your bones to help your muscles let go. Because when you're in trauma, your muscles are like holding on so tight. And what your bones do is teach you how to relax. They slip out from under that grip just a little bit. Your muscles teach you how to do stuff but your bones teach you how to relax. So part of the body logos technique is learning to have a relationship with your muscles and your bones separately, as well as in a unified way, which is what most people are used to. Most people look at it as a musculoskeletal system. They don't look at them as separate systems. Okay. All right. Can you take us through the the three breath reset? I do want to set this up though for everybody. If you are listening to this while you are driving your car, please do not do this exercise while you're driving. If you want to participate in the exercise as Tammy is doing it, please pull your car over to the side of the road. Because I get a lot of people that listen to the podcast while they're driving or or doing other things. You want to put your full focus on this, everybody, while you're doing it. The beauty of it's a podcast so you can pause it. You can go back at any point in time and, and re-listen to this. It's always going to be there for you. If you are watching this live streaming, you get the added benefit of physically looking at Tammy as she's going to guide you through that. So if you're listening to this on the podcast audio only, you can go to um, any of my social media platforms, which are the Laura Stewart, and um, you can watch this because that will always be up there. 
Okay, so Tammy, take it away and take us through the three breath reset, which you did with me once and I was blown away and I had Pilates via Zoom right after that. And my Pilates friend, she was like, what'd you do, Laura? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you don't even look the same. You're, you're standing completely differently. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. All right, all right, let's do it. So we're going to do this seated. So what you want to do is sit a little forward in your seat so that you have about as much thigh on the seat as you have buttock on the seat. So you're not going to use the back of the seat. And you're going to put your feet close enough to the chair that your weight is on the balls of your feet, not your heels. And this frees up your hips to be in their rightful place. Now you're going to sit tall through your crown and heavy through your sits bones. And place your hands on your low belly, under your belly button. And just so you know, your center of gravity is a measurement of three fingers under your belly button in the very center of your body between front and back planes. And that's what you're laying your hands over, your center of gravity. So you're gonna take a breath into your hands. Let your low belly fill up like a Buddha belly. Inhale full. And as you exhale, you're gonna let your weight drop. Let your sits bones feel so heavy in the seat. Let your leg bones feel so heavy through the balls of your feet. Let your low back muscles surrender and just feel so held by the earth. Allow that lower body to spread out and take up space. And on your next breath, again, let that low belly billow. And on the exhale, you're gonna let it flow up through the heart center, up through your crown center towards the sky. It's like a long stemmed rose was growing right up through the center of your body. And let it just keep growing so tall and growing. Again, this is like a yawn upward towards the sky. Now in your third breath, again, breathe into your center of gravity. And on this exhale, at once, drop through the heaviness of your sits bones and rise through the elevation of your crown. And feel both connected to the earth and sky at once. Feel like you're the conduit that keeps earth and sky communicating. That through you, they stay in dialogue. That your life force is their phone line and continue to feel that grounded elevation as you open your eyes and come back to whatever you're doing and try to maintain the space that you just created inside your body there's a subtle space that i call equipoise that long line in the center of the body that's quiet while all of this other activity is going on on each side. But that central line is quiet. Well, if anybody can, who's watching now, you look at me, you can see that I'm taller in my chair. My shoulders are back. My neck feels longer. And I don't feel like the back where like the, the top, where the skull goes into the, the spine, I feel like there's actually a gap there Yay. instead of it being kind of like locked down. Yep. And so, your chest is smiling. 
Yes. I feel like, <laughs> like, okay, it's open. Yep. Like I can take a breath better. Yeah. Not like I can take a breath better. I can take a breath better because I feel as if my, I'm not curled in to my chest. Right. Where my breasts would almost be touching each other. It feels yeah. open to, to the world. And right. That feels when, so much better. It's so much better. And if you can maintain this while you're at your job or at your computer, <clears throat> whether you're sitting or standing, but since we did it sitting, I'll just give a little tip for people who sit at a desk for hours a, a day. If you do that three breath reset and then place your hands, palms up on each side of your keyboard, you're going to feel your elbows drop heavy away from your shoulder blade. And it keeps your sternum high. You're way out in front with your sternum. And your elbow's weight drops from the back body, from your shoulder blades. Now, you've got this long tendon between the forearms, uh, between the bones in your forearm. So all you need to do is just rotate your palms over to type. And you keep those elbows heavy from the shoulder blades. And as long as you maintain that, you are still an open receptacle for everything you're pulling up on the computer. So you're in a receptive posture instead of in this what I call computer crunch, where the elbows splay. That's the beginning of the end. When the elbows lose their connection to the shoulder blade, you collapse over your computer. You're no longer in the equation. Your heart, your smile of truth is completely disengaged, not at all connecting. So now it's just like your head and the computer. Your body's feeling senses, your empathy, compassion, sympathy, all of these anger, fear, all of these emotions that come from your heart center are really no longer, all that's running is the memories from your mind, not anything that you can really use to step forward from where you are now. So I feel what's different being a minister using these tools to help people is that I'm going from where we are right now forward. I'm not going to go, we don't need to go back and review your history with your family. That's the work for a psychiatrist or psychologist or social worker. That's their job. But as a minister, we take, we get present first. Let's get, just get right here, right now. See where the tension is and start to unravel it. If you want to share your story, I'm always happy to listen, but it's really about how do we unravel the tension? If you want to understand the story and talk about the story, that's a different way. But I go in through the body, not through the mind. And you've worked with corporate CEOs and several members of their executive committees. Is I mean, this is this is work that helps you be more present and be more effective yeah. in in your world. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I feel so many other modalities I've toyed around with don't quite capture, right? Like weightlifting or, um, you know, the pain, no pain, no gain sort of scenarios. For me, that's never really worked. I end up just end up hurting myself or I get burned out on it. Yep. When I was just reading through this, my body almost sighed. Yeah, just exactly. reading through the strength exercises mm -hmm. that you suggest in the book of a different way of lifting a weight, mm -hmm. of making sure that 
your body, like the Alexander technique, I know talks a lot about posture, but I feel like this fills in some different pieces. Yeah, because in, what it adds to Alexander is it's not just about your alignment and posture. It's about your alignment and posture being maintained when up against resistance. Right. And life is about bumping into resistance because nothing vibrates the same as you. So whether it's an emotional, mental, or physical resistance that you're bumping into, the body logos technique will help you. Before we end up ending today, I want to talk about another aspect in the book that I kind of struggle with because everybody says you need to meditate, right? And I have tried meditating. <laughs> forever. I find it annoying. If I have a guided meditation, I can kind of get through it better. Mm -hmm. If I have a voice taking me through it, mm -hmm. but that sitting still thing is, is just very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And I've heard this described before, but the way you talk about it in the book to me was very, very different. You talked about still meditation versus active meditation. And I know that my, my listeners out there, they're struggling with it because I hear this from all the time. They say, Laura, I can't meditate, but everybody says I should meditate. And your active meditation stuff made me feel like even I could meditate. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, just to explain like what happens when you're in seated meditation and you bump into what you're describing is that's the first thing that comes up is everything that's unresolved. So you just get even more like, ah, in your head yeah. because it's all just coming up because you got, you got quiet. So now it's all in your face. So that's, you're not, it's not uncommon that that's what you feel when you first start meditating. But let's remember what meditation is. Meditation is the ability to bring your mind and body to the same place, right? To unify. And so often we use the breath because your mind can focus on your breath and your body can focus on your breath. And it's a really easy thing. I use posture. Breath is a part of it. But posture is the focus, and that's where your strength lies in maintaining that alignment. So um, I describe strength as the ability to connect to an outside resistance, create the change you want to make without compromising yourself. And what I would call compromising yourself is losing your bones alignment. Now, your bones lead. Your bones do not work for your muscles. And that's the way most people live in their body. Their muscles lead, but your bones lead. That stretch between earth and sky is what leads you. That relaxed ease, that, that sigh, you called it a sigh. That's what leads. And then you add strength to that. It's not the other way around. You, you don't keep building and building and building and building on what you think is strength, which is very often just building tension, which is why you get hurt or you lose interest when you start approaching fitness from a competitive versus a contemplative place. When it's more contemplative and you're actually trying to find your strongest alignment in the midst of strength training, now it's no longer about proving yourself to someone else. It's learning who you are from your body's perspective and its long history with you. It knows you better than anyone. 
It's the best therapist you can hire is your body. So then how does somebody begin to explore this idea of active meditation if they've just been so disgusted and frustrated with breathe, okay, focus on your breath, take your breath in, get your mind quiet. I mean, there's so much more that they could be. Yeah. I, I, I love the one where you stand with your arms out and- The eagle exercise. Pretend you're an eagle and I have eagles that fly in my backyard. So like you're you're an eagle flying and you just pretend and, and you just kind of go with it. Or if you're a mountain, mm -hmm. those are active meditations, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So these are traditional Tao active meditations that you use something from um, the world, whether it's um, an animal or a plant or a season or something that the universe creates. You embody it because we're all living beings. And by embodying that other life form, you're bringing the part of that life form that's in you forward to the surface. Just like when you drank the Prosecco. No, it's when you when you try to meditate and all of the all of the like stuff you're worried about came forward and you just get all agitated, right? Right. Like that. So so left to your own devices, that's what happens, right? But if you go instead and you say, okay, I'm gonna be an eagle and you embody that eagle and you fly like an eagle and you let yourself be an eagle it's independence, it's far-seeing nature, it's, it's higher than the rest of the birds in the sky, it's, it's all of these qualities of the eagle is what will come to the surface, not all of the fears, because you're directing your attention. And really, meditation is about having mastery over your attention. So we just do it in the body logos technique through alignment. And uh, through the body versus um, th through trying to control the mind, we, I try to direct your mind. Um, so it's a little less, um, I think sometimes meditation can feel kind of, you're put upon to do yes. this thing, you're put upon. And so I'm trying to direct you out of that into something that frees you, like directs you out. But your mind and body are on the same focused place, right? And that's the definition of meditation. So in the Tao, in Tao healing arts, they were always very aware of the fact that you can't get your mind to stop thinking. So instead, direct it. And so that's what I've... I've worked off of in creating the body logos method. I think that is that why guided meditations and I always get along better because they're sort of directing my thoughts. I've got this voice telling my, my thoughts to go in a certain place. And when I come out of a guided meditation, I feel softer. The tension's gone from my body mm -hmm. and my head feels clearer. And I know I've cleared through different emotions. Mm -hmm. When I do a silent meditation or a meditation where you're supposed to take a depth breath in, you know, focus on your breath, hold it and all that. If I do that for more than 30 seconds, I'm just like, uh, what am I doing here? What's the point of all this? Yeah. And, yeah. and I just... 
it just seems like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I think that guidance can be really, really helpful. I mean, anybody who is interested in getting into active meditation and learning about it, I would say one way to start is to buy my book, that that will help direct them towards how to start doing this. And if you're already working out, this is, you know, I use strength training to challenge the alignment once you find it right? So that you can start to create balance because often in our postures, like let's take the computer crunch. If, if we're in this position a lot, our musculature in the, in the front body has gotten weaker and compressed while the back body has gotten overstretched. So we need to tighten up the muscles of the back body and stretch the muscles of the front body and balance their strength so that it's easier to stay up so that your tendency isn't just to collapse. So, um, you know, especially whether you work with a computer or an instrument that makes you lopsided or, you know, every, no matter what you do for a living, something is going to make you be off balance. Right. So a workout is is there to help bring balance back to your body. Yeah. And you have so many wonderful exercises in the book that that take people through it. I mean, there's there's photos, there's diagrams, there's so many uh, amazing amazing things in this book um, on how to go through strength. And I have to tell you, I did love at the back of the book where you had client descriptions like fire dancer and Iron Man and water serpent and different things that you you talk about in here. And I related to very, very many of them. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my favorite diagrams in the book, I think it's page 10, it's early on in the book, it's the Psyche Muscular Blueprint. And what it, what it shows is how we carry different emotions in different parts of the body, right? So we carry different, different emotions in different parts of the body due to how that muscle serves us in life, whether it helps us to survive or thrive. Um, And I think that this is a really interesting way that people can really quickly say, oh, I have tension in that part of my body often, or I have pain in this part of my body often, and it's connected to this part of my life. And and that's a good place to start a contemplation, is like to sit in meditation with that part of your body opening. So say it is the smile of truth of your chest as you're sitting in a quiet meditation, you're what you're exploring is what it feels like for your chest to be open and be available for the I don't know abyss that lies in front. But when we're in trauma, we're afraid of that I don't know abyss. We kind of protect ourselves a bit. We just want to know what's there before we enter. We're like the fox on the edge of the room, just sort of checking it out first. We're often not that We don't just necessarily jump in, but there's all sorts of personalities, right? So it it all lands somewhere in the body. And so that, that, that page, that um, illustration, I think is, is a really fun way to start, like just looking at how you can start working with the body to learn who you are from the body's perspective. And and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, a good place to start is if like I write, I write a lot of things and I'm trying to write another book and um, I write articles and, and stuff like that. And as you were just talking about what you were just talking about, I went, huh, I bet I could use some of these techniques to help me when I get into writer's block. 
Because when I get into writer's block, I just start curling in and I feel everything tighten up. My head tightens up, everything in my body. I can't, almost can't breathe with writer's block. With everything that you say about what your body tends to do in these moments, do you know what those long um, foam rollers look like? They're, they're like quite long. You have one? <laughs> there it is. I have if three lie, different ones. Oh, that's fantastic. So you want one that goes from the back of your head to your sacrum, your tail. There you go. Lie on it on your back. Let that follow your spine. Head on one end, sacrum and tailbone on the other end. And let yourself lie down with your arms out to your side and your shoulder blades drop back on each side of the foam roller, opening the sternum, separating the breasts so they don't touch, so they get as far apart from each other as possible. And just let yourself breathe there for a few minutes when you get into this compressed place and just surrender the bones, wait, and let the bones wait, separate you from your muscles tension. And once you're relaxed, get back up and right and see what happens. And I can see that for so many entrepreneurs that you start getting so focused on, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I need to get this done. I must get this done. Everybody's relying on me. Um, The mothers at home, who are juggling careers and family and homeschooling right now. And I I listen to them all the time, my friends, my listeners, who tell me that they don't know what to do because everything, the weight is just so hard on them right now. And what you just talked about, about the roller, and I have this one and I have a melt roller as Mm -hmm. well, which is a little smaller and, and softer. Um, the, are there other things that like, let's just take the stay at home moms right now that are not staying home because that's their plan. They're have to be at home to homeschool. They're teaching uh, their kids. They're doing the grocery shopping. They're taking care of the house and they have full-time jobs. Uh Right. And now they're taking care of their husbands as well because their husbands have the full-time jobs. Right. (laughs) So I'm going to say, one time I had a client who said, we talk so much about posture. It's like, shouldn't posture be natural? Why do we have to work hard at it? (laughs) So you're bringing me back to my answer to this man. Because my, at first I went, oh my God, you know, you're right. It should be natural. And why do we have to work so hard at it? Why is it so hard for everyone? And I slept on it. And the next morning I woke up and I said, I've Got it. So I, I realized that posture is absolutely natural when you lie down on your back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so true though. It's so true. When you just lie on the floor and you feel your head, your shoulder blades, your sacrum, your calves and your heels touch down on the floor, not your spine. And if your spine is touching the floor, your shoulder blades are too spread. Get them behind the breast where they belong. If you lie on the floor like that, palms up, because anatomical position is palms forward. So when your arms are down at your side or slightly open, palms up, thumbs out. You just lie on the floor and relax for a minute. Breathe into your bones. Let your bones guide you. And you will relax so quickly. And it will take you, let's just say it takes three minutes to just lie down, surrender fully, 
Take a few breaths in that open, expanded position, and then get up and continue doing what you're doing. You don't have a lot of time, so you need something that works quickly, right? So oftentimes people don't lie down because they think it takes too much time. But when we're actually doing everything from home, you don't have to worry about lying down on the office floor. (laughs) You can just lie down on your living room floor. But don't lie down with a pillow unless you have some sort of problem with... um, some something, some structural problems, you might need a pillow. But if you can, with no pillows, just lie down. If you find there's pain somewhere and you need to prop a little bit, you'll figure that out. And if you were working with me, we'd figure it out. But, you know, that, that horizontal position is the quickest way to dial down so that you can keep up with what's going on in your life in an easeful way. Because it is all about creating more space on the inside of your body so people might think I hate my job I'm stuck in this cubicle all day long I can't stand it I want a new job and then they start doing this work and they go you know what I don't hate my job I just thought I hated my job because I felt so compressed but now that I have more space on the inside of my body my cubicle doesn't seem so small yeah my house felt totally small the other night when I did the Prosecco and I have a big house and I'm the only one in it. And I realized I was feeling so trapped, so compressed. Yep. And the Prosecco helped me realize that it was because everybody else was starting to go back out in the world. And I realized I couldn't. And it was shrinking me and mm-hmm. tightening me and tightening mm-hmm. me. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, okay. All right. I get it now. So once you understood what it was rooted in, you felt better already. Like you're still not out there and you still have to wait to get your, your ears taken care of. And maybe your shots. I don't know if you got your vaccines yet, but yeah, I haven't, I'm not eligible yet either. So I I can sympathize with what you're saying because I've too felt kind of like a lot of my clients are all out and having like meals together, the two of them in there. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> so if that's the case, then everybody needs to do the three breath reset and go lay on the floor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not prescribing Prosecco because you can do the three breath reset. In right. place. Um, but if you do choose to have Prosecco, do it safely. <laughs> that's right. And make sure you have some for your first event where people can come and join you for dinner. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, um, Tammy, I've loved having you on. I want to make sure people know how to find you, how to contact you, because I know you do do sessions with people where they can get a copy of your book that takes them through so much. And you have the offer you had mentioned as well for free resources. Yeah. So, so I do um, one-on-one training, but I also do group courses several times a year. It's a deep five-week dive into your psyche muscular blueprint and learning this alignment. And so if you grab that um, uh, free gift for your um, surrender tension in eight minutes, you'll be on the email list. So then you'll learn when these um, deep dives are happening. And that's at bodylogos.com, B-O-D-Y. 
L-O-G-O-S.com for those that aren't watching the video where it's up on the screen. That's right. So body logos, just so your listeners know, means the body's divine wisdom. Logos is a Greek word that means divine wisdom. So um, that's how the method got its name, body logos. And Tammy Wise, where can they get your book, The Art of Strength? They can find it on Amazon. They can find it at Balboa Press. They can find it on my website. Okay, great. I want to thank you so much for being here and for doing the three breath reset with us and uh, for helping me through some of the stuff that I've been dealing with that came up just even as I was going through this. And I, I, I want to share with everybody that just even going into the position of the eagle where you put your hands out to your side and just visualize that you're an eagle flying, it immediately now makes my body just relax. Like I can feel my breath change and tears almost come to my eye with the freedom of that feeling. So I've only done it a couple of times and I already can feel the body memory beginning to build in there. So thank you. You are welcome. All right, everybody. uh, Tammy Wise has been here and she's been an incredible guest with so much beautiful work that she's talked about in her book, The Art of Strength. Please go to bodylogos.com and get your free resources that she has. For me, I wanted to have this episode because I'm dealing with so much in my body. You know, I've had my right hand in, um, you know, in a brace for eight weeks and I was feeling really constricted there. And for June 1st will be three years since my ear got injured and I have sound induced vertigo and I felt trapped in my house. So all these traumas, all these things, you know, even finding my mom on the floor when she had her stroke, that trapped in my body. And having somebody like Tammy to to talk to and to learn some new skills that can help you process through that, to me, that's asking the right questions of the right people. And this show is all about learning new ways of thinking asking questions of the right people and learning the new questions to ask. And I learned a whole bunch by reading this book, The Art of Strength. So have a great day, everyone. Do the three breath reset several times throughout your day if you need to, or or just once a day. Just try it and see where you go. Let me know what happens for you, how you transform. And remember, at the end of the day, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.